Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, hello. Welcome along to another episode of the Influence Podcast. And I am very, very excited to introduce uh, our special guest today. Uh, Rennie Gabriel is with us. Rennie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Jake. It's great to be here. It is fantastic to have you with us as well. I'm genuinely excited. I'm going to give a quick intro to you, if I may, first, and then we'll dive in. Uh, I'm excited, excited for this. So, Rennie, after this, this is your intro, by the way. So <laughs> this isn't me putting this label on you. This is your intro that you very kindly shared. So, uh, Rennie Gabriel, after, after two divorces and a business failure, Rennie went from broke at age 50 to multi-millionaire after learning the th- three secrets of the wealthy, despite failing high school math. He now donates 100% of the profits from his online programs to rescue dogs and soldiers. His award-winning, best-selling book, Wealth on Any Income, has been translated into eight languages. Rennie. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And I have been looking forward to this conversation for a while. Um, We connected a while back. I have to ask, and please don't take this the wrong way, but broke at the age of 50. Why should people listen to you about their wealth and advice for building wealth? Uh, Well, if if from the introduction, you know, I went from broke to uh, wealth, and it was about eight years and I failed high school math. My belief is if I can do it, anyone can. And why they should listen to me is because I was able to accomplish it without being super intelligent, super smart, or any of the rest of that stuff. There, there are some, uh, I would call them secrets. Uh, and one of them is uh, a part, it's an attitude. One of the secrets of the wealthy people is an attitude, and it is that wealth creation is a team sport, not a solo sport. I didn't do it by myself. I didn't have to be the visionary. All I had to do is execute on someone else's vision, and I still profited very handsomely from it. I love that. I love that. It's a team sport. So building wealth is, um, as you say, is a team sport, not a solo venture. Um, could, would you mind just sharing a little bit more about the, as you say, somebody else's is vision and you, you, you kind of oh, went in towards that? Yeah, I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, now, uh, you've heard of Elon Musk, correct? Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. Do you know if he knows anything about building cars or rocket ships? I think he probably knows quite a bit. Yeah. No, he absolutely knows nothing. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I knew you were going to get me there. All right. Okay. <laughs> I told you I'd put you on the spot, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. That's, why, that's why I'm nervous about this interview already, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Brilliant. Okay. So Elon admits he knows nothing about building cars or rocket ships, but he has uh, Glenn, uh, Gwen Shotwell, who uh, runs um, SpaceX. He has a guy named Gulian that's his last name, something like that, who runs Tesla, mm -hmm. uh, they know about it. And yeah. so what I'll say is Elon Musk is a visionary and he has what are called execution masters to carry out his vision. And it's the same thing uh, with uh, Steve Jobs, who, you know, headed up Apple. If it wasn't for Steve Wozniak, there wouldn't be any Apple products because he was the engineer who could design them and make them real. Um, okay, let me, let's, Put you on the spot again. You've heard of Elon Musk. I, excuse me. You've heard of um, uh, Warren Buffett, right? I have heard of Warren Buffett. Okay. Have you heard of Charlie Munger? Absolutely. Okay, fine. Most people have not heard of Charlie Munger or they say, well, I've heard the name, but it doesn't mean anything to them. Yeah. Warren Buffett's a visionary. Charlie Munger executes on that vision. He's half of Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. So when it came to building the wealth that I have after age 50, I had a realtor who was a visionary. He could find the, the real estate uh, apartment buildings for us to buy. Um, he would negotiate the sale. He would determine what we should do to make them better and more profitable. And all I did was execute on the vision. That makes, makes a whole lot of sense. I love that. So is it possible? I don't know if... It, it, is it possible to execute on somebody else's vision, even if you're not directly close to them? So Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger is the example, very, very close and have worked together. Is it possible for somebody to implement on somebody else's vision if they're maybe have never met that person or does there need to be a, a close um, relationship between them? Well, then you're not doing it as a team sport. I mean, you may be following what someone else is doing, whether it's Andrew Carnegie or, or Mellon or anybody else, but unless you're in communication with another human being, it's going to be a struggle because then you're trying to do it by yourself. You say, oh, yeah. look at what this person did. I like what they did. I'm going to recreate it. But if you're not bouncing your ideas off of anyone, if you're not trying to get, if you're not getting the support of any other human being, you're going to be floundering and it's not going to be as effective. Yeah. So you, you may, in what you just shared, you may answer, have already answered my next question, but I'm, I'm going to ask it anyway, um, is what do you feel the mistakes are or the, the biggest mistakes? That might be one single mistake. It might be two or three mistakes. But what do you feel are the biggest mistakes that people make when they are actually looking to, to build wealth? Um. Yeah, I, in a way it's answered, but it, to, the direct answer is attempting to do it by themselves and not get input or support from anyone else. Yeah. Um, it, it just isn't as effective. I mean, people look at maybe famous, famous athletes or uh, movie stars and they say, oh my gosh, look how much money you know Tom Cruise makes or how much money Michael Jordan made or whatever. And they think, oh, that, that athlete's terrific and he makes all this money, whether they see it or not, that person has a team behind them. 
He's got the teammates on the basketball court, like Michael Jordan. Um, he's got a business manager. He's got a coach. He's got people who are supporting him. He is not. He may look like he's out there by himself, but if it wasn't for the team, he couldn't do what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So how how do you recommend, or how do you even support people to get that type of team around them if they're looking at wealth building strategies maybe, maybe we get, let's go straight there actually because I'm, I'm i'm keen to dive straight in um again for people listening right now for them to start taking the first steps towards building wealth um how how would you recommend that they that they could do that uh depending on where they are and what the resources are they could reach out to someone they know is wealthy and say I'd like to learn from you. Can we ha sit down and have some lunch? I would like to find out what you do, how you do it. Uh, that could actually be someone that is a visionary for them that they get as a mentor. Uh, they could hire a coach. Um, they could talk to their accountant. Uh, they could talk to a banker. Um, they could build a team. And that's all it really takes. It's just reaching out and asking. I, Jake, if, if I were to come to you and say, uh, Jake, I'm looking at uh, creating a podcast. Um, could you give me some hints, some tips, some techniques or recommendations or referrals? I mean, would you be willing to help me? Yeah, absolutely. I'll do, do my best for sure. Exactly. And that's how we are as human beings. It makes us feel good when someone else asks us for help. And on that basis, unless people are absolute jerks, they want to help. And if they're an absolute jerk, yeah. it's perfect that they don't help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand that. It, it's, you know what, it, I, I, it just sounds so obvious, right? The, the idea of find somebody that's wealthy or that you know is is doing great things, or maybe is in an area where you want to be, and just go and talk to them. Just go and ask them. It sounds so obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, I realized that I needed an attitude adjustment when I was in my forties. I had believed, well, I was a latchkey kid. You know, five years old, come home alone, figure out what to do for food, or you know, entertain myself. Um, and unfortunately, the attitude that there's no one home, parents aren't there, uh, I'm responsible for taking care of myself, uh, that's an attitude I made up as a five-year-old child. Well, mm. that attitude is not effective in running a 40-year-old body. And I finally learned in my 40s that it's okay to ask for help. If you do that, people will step up. Yeah. And that began to transform everything. I love that. That that's that goes as you said as you said right at the start. It's very much about an attitude um, that goes so much deeper than saving more money than you spend, right? Because that ultimately <laughs> comes down to yes. um, a total new paradigm shift on how you see life and how you see what you're doing and um, the, the world around you, not just people around you, but the world around you as well. Um, how, how I, I am intrigued, how, how did that start for you? There must've been, was there like a, a light bulb moment or something that just yeah, kind of switched on and you said, 
That's it. It was a it was a light bulb moment. I was in a seminar. I'd been taking seminars and workshops to try and you know become a better person, and I needed help in creating a uh, a flow chart for the project of this uh, workshop that I was in. I had no idea how to do it, and uh, so I I. I actually stood up and said, I need help in creating a flow chart, like a PERT chart, uh, so that I could complete this project in the course. And there was only one person who stood up to help me. He was the person who had the uh, pocket protector with the pencils, and he would sit and do stretching exercises in the front of the workshop. And this guy looked like the perfect definition of a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anyone in this workshop I want to have nothing to do with, it's him. Yeah. Who yeah. was the only person who offered to help me. Yeah. Because he happened to be an engineer at an aerospace company, and this is what he did for a living. Wow. And it turns out we had lunch, we got together. He's a wonderful person. And it, 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 the light bulb was two things. One, when you ask for help, you will get it. And two, you have no idea where it will come from. Mm. That's great. That's great. And this is, this actually, is great. And I want to get back on something that you said about creating wealth. You made this passing comment where you said, well, it's more than just uh, spending less than you earn. And that's, it reminds me of the kind of things, you know, uh, a parent might say to a child and the child believes they've been given some instructions on how to handle money. And that live on less than you earn is no more of an instruction than throwing a child in a swimming pool and saying, okay, now move your arms and swim. That, that is not an instruction and the kid's going to drown. And what I'm getting at is that's as much of an admonition as telling a kid, be good. They don't know what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And when you say live on less than you earn, how do you do that? Yeah. Specifically, what do you need to do so that you can accomplish that? And that's what's missing from parents. That's what's missing from the school system. That's what's missing from almost any book you read on how to create wealth. And that's a basic foundational concept. And that's the kind of stuff I like to have people start with. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. How, uh, my background as well, as you know, we, we, when we've spoken previously, my background is as a teacher, uh, eight years in education and my, well, obviously myself as a student going through education and over that whole time, never seen really any financial education or training or teaching at all in that space and so it's something that that was originally what drew me to you um, and why I was keen to have a conversation and then also introduce you to our audience as well um, for, for people listening I'd love to know I'm always keen to give practical kind of examples and hands-on of what people could do so you, you mentioned before one of the best steps people could do is get a mentor or get guided or find somebody that's been there before um, or that will offer help and advice and i i really like uh, not the not just the concept but the i think the reality and the truth behind when people ask for help they will get help you know they, yeah. they, but there are people to help you um so if, if people are listening now and they're looking for something practical that they can actually go and implement what would that 
be, do you think? Um, I'm going to say two things. One, I'll, I'll give the biggest suggestion uh, out there, and that is my book. Uh, because my book, the first third of it really deals with the attitudes that are in the way of creating wealth and how to change those attitudes so you're supported instead of blocked. And then the yeah. latter two thirds has all the tips and techniques on how to handle the money effectively. And so I'm going to give you a great big broad um, thumbnail kind of thing that works for almost anybody. And it's a real simple formula. Obviously, I go into far more detail in the book, but it's simply this. Oh, no. Oh, this is where I want to put you on the spot. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I warned you. Remember, <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. So yep. let me ask you if you've heard of the expression, pay yourself first. I have. You've heard of that. Okay, great. Now, can you explain it? Um, my interpretation of pay yourself first is before any other money goes anywhere. Once you receive money before money goes anywhere else, you put that into a separate account or into investments uh, never to be touched. Exactly. Absolutely right. And, and the key is that you never use that money again that you set aside for your investments unless it's for more investments. Okay. So now here's the, the key. It's percentages. If you are earning $100, 100%, whatever you want to use, um, you set aside a minimum of 10% to keep for the rest of your life. That's the concept of pay yourself first. And you need to set aside an additional 10% for when things go wrong and you need to spend money on something. Like, you know, hey, Jake, does the car break down at the right time? It always breaks down at the wrong time. <laughs> exactly. And so this is the money that you will use to pay for the auto repairs or the water heater or back to school clothing for the kids or property taxes or whatever. And that is generally about 10% for most people. And the point mm -hmm. being, if you have, if you're living on 80%, you set aside 10% to keep and 10% to spend later, everything will work out and you will have an easy time of handling your money. You won't have to go to the credit card when the car breaks down or the water heater bursts because you will have the money to pay for it and you won't be financing it and paying interest charges. So it's 80, 10, and 10. Okay, perfect. So when the income comes in, the way that people are looking actually to divide, divide up that money, 80% of that, well, let's start the other way, actually. If we're talking about paying yourself first, 10% immediately goes into money that is people paying themselves that is not intended to be spent unless it goes into other investments. Correct. 10% is for the, the, the contingency, if you like, of when things do go wrong, even when we expect them not to go wrong. The, <laughs> apart, uh, the, the water bursts or the car or exactly as you described. And then... 80% is for living. It's for everything else that, that may happen. Yeah, that exactly. sounds, pretty, sounds pretty simple. Yeah, it is. And, and the frustrating part about that is um, that parents can't teach what they don't know and teachers in school can't teach what they've never learned. And, you know, I don't think Ireland is any exception, uh, but it's the same thing here in the United States. It's only recently that about a dozen states out of the 50 have mandated uh, some degree of financial education before graduating high school. 
And I've spoken to some people who said that education that's being mandated is pretty insufficient. But before that, there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and again, just maybe my skeptical head on, but uh, there's, there's very different between the having it as a, as a box ticking exercise of, yes, we teach financial education versus <laughs> the, the actual things that people need to know. Right. Yeah. Um, which is, which is the key thing. So there must be, there must be people who listen to this uh, uh, or hear you say this, or I've heard you say this in the past and, and, and thought, Rennie, I, I can't possibly live on 80%. I'm, I'm already spending 110% of what I earn. Um, how can I possibly get to 80%? So wh- how would, wh- what would you reply to, to, to that? Well, I, I believed in that same theory personally. Uh, so what you're saying is exactly what was going on in my life. Um, I started as a school teacher and I was short a hundred dollars a month. Uh, I was able to double my income when I went into sales and then I was short $200 a month. And that idea that all I have to do is make more money and things will work out. Uh, it was a complete delusion because when I was earning over a hundred thousand a year, I was short 2000 a month. Wow. So the reality was I had to adjust my thinking and recognize it's not about earning more money. It's about doing the right things with how much is coming in. And when I finally figured that out and dealt with the expenses first and not the income first, I was able to trim $24,000 off of my expenses because I looked at it. And by the way, I didn't do it by myself. I did it with a group of other people who helped me. Yeah. And my income jumped by another $50,000. So by focusing on the expenses first allowed the income to grow even better. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I, it, okay, Rennie, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit, if I may, because I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by uh, what we talked about at the start, which is from your online courses, you now generate 100% of the profit to charity. It goes to um, it goes to rescue dogs and it goes to, to soldiers, which, which, by the way, I, I think is, is incredibly admirable. Um, and and I, I love that idea from, well, that's the idea, but I love the fact you're doing it. Well, it, again, for people that, that want to give and they want to support charities and charitable causes and such, how do you advise they do that as they're building their wealth? Is it something that they want to factor in straight away? Or is it something where you might say, well, maybe you do need to be a little bit selfish first to look after your own finances before you can then give a little bit back? How, how do you normally approach that? Well, what I, it, when I started the online business, it was really with the idea of just educating people on money. I was in it for about six months and realized this is too much work. I don't want to do this. The heck with it. I was just going to give it up. I didn't need to do it. I didn't need the money from it. And then um, someone brought this charity to my wife that truly inspired me. Um, and I thought, oh, hmm, if I donate 100% of the, the, work, the profits from this online work to that charity, that would be pretty cool. And mm-hmm. that would do two things. One, it would support this charity, I believe is fabulous. And it would have me continue to help other people handle money effectively. 
And so it came later and it was an inspiration really where uh, this organization was rescuing dogs from environments where they would be euthanized. And they were training these rescue dogs as service animals for soldiers who came back with PTSD or traumatic brain injuries because they were not being supported well enough from our government. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've always been donating to these causes before. And this one charity is doing two things with the same dollar. Yeah. And so that's what got me started in that direction. And for people who want to know what to do, I would say, yeah, start the business with the idea that there's a charity that matters to you. There's a cause that you want to support and have that be one of the driving forces. Let people know that's what you're doing with some portion of your profits, even if it's 10% of your profits, because people want to support the businesses that are supporting causes that are important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Having a cause, if you like, bigger than, than themselves. Um, which I, I, I think I think makes a lot of sense. Tell me, you mentioned the book before. Um, who this, this? You may come back with everybody, <laughs> but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who yeah. who is the ideal person that, to read this book? Um, the ideal person in my mind is someone who is um, working for a living for someone else. They're an employee because it really teaches them how to have this steady income and what to do with it. So that's what I think it's a great fit for those people. However, uh, for entrepreneurs who have volatile incomes where it goes up and down, it's even more important. And that's the situation that I was in. I might have a good month one month and a horrible month the next month. And that drove me crazy. And without these tips and techniques that are in the book, I would have never been able to create wealth. And so it's great for people who are employees. It's even better for entrepreneurs. I love it. Where can, uh, we're going we're to share where people can learn more about you, Rennie, and, and, and um, how they can ultimately build their path to, to, to wealth and financial freedom. Um, where do you recommend is the best place for people to, to get in touch? Because I know you've got something that you think will be really valuable for, for people um, if, if they go to my website, which is Wealth on Any Income, same title as the book, same title as my podcast. <laughs> I'm kind of simple that way. Yeah. Um, if they go to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx, they'll get two things. They'll be able to hear my TEDx talk where I talk about some of these principles. I go through the three secrets of the wealthy and they can request a nine-step roadmap from wherever they are that leads to complete financial choice and philanthropy. I don't talk about retirement. I don't use financial freedom. I talk about having complete financial choice, meaning if you want to work, work. You don't want to work, don't work. You want to travel, travel. I don't like to travel. I don't. <laughs> so the point is I've got the money to do whatever I choose to do. I have complete financial choice. Yeah, yeah. And that's that is the the, the key thing. Do you, do you think that because you, you mentioned you don't just talk about financial freedom? So is it is choice the key word for you? Do you think? Uh, absolutely, because when you have choice, I mean, you know, people talk about financial freedom, but they don't think about well, what does that mean? What it does mean is 
you can choose to do what you want. You want to choose to get involved in charities. You want to choose to travel. You want to play golf all over the world. You want to just donate time to your church or your synagogue or uh, animal causes, or you want to educate children, or you want to teach reading. The point is, you can do whatever it is you choose to do because you don't have to worry about how much money is coming in and how you're going to pay your bills, how you're going to buy groceries or pay for utilities. Yeah, which which is such a, a key thing for many people out there who aren't at that stage. Um, okay, fantastic. So I'll just let me just repeat that one more time. So the, the link is, and we'll put this in the show notes for, for people listening, wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. Uh, where people can hear uh, you talk about some of the principles in the book, including the three uh, secrets to wealth or se- three secrets of the wealthy. Um, and they can also get that uh, access to that nine step roadmap as well. Awesome. Um, um, what, I'll do, what I may do if, if it's okay, because I'd, I'd like to go into what I would call our quick fire round, um, quick fire questions, but it doesn't have to be quick fire answers. Um, <laughs> okay. But just, just if you like slightly more broader topics, is there a, a particular maybe daily habit or weekly habit or routine that you have um, that you find fundamental to your, um, I could say success maybe isn't the right word, but for you to having a successful day or to winning the day, if you like? Uh, yes, there is. Well, let me rephrase that. Yes, there was. Um, okay. I don't care that much anymore, but... <laughs> Uh, one of the foundational things I did is I wrote out each evening the day before uh, my to-do list that included the things that would create the most success for me long-term. So they were there were generally three key things on that to-do list that I was going to accomplish the next day. And that was written out each evening, not in the morning before my day got started, it was that evening. So when I got up, I knew exactly what I wanted to focus on. That's great. Could I, could I ask, it, it, when you talk, so they, they were specific long-term things that you wanted to do. Oh, they were they short, short, they were the short-term or? things that took me to the long-term success. As an okay. example, it might've been call Bill Smith, because Bill Smith was the head of some company that I could do training for, which would generate a lot of income. So there were, you know, they they were the little steps that led to the long-term benefits. Mm. Okay, great. So, so, so for, for, um, so end of the day, why end of the day, not start of the day? Well, because that way you hit the ground running, you wake up, you shower, uh, you have something to eat. And you, you look at that to-do list and say, oh, yeah, this is what I've got to do. Instead of sitting there in the morning figuring out, well, what should I do now? In the evening, your head is more clear. You, you've accomplished what you want for the day. Maybe there's some things left over you're going to add to that list. But I just found that was the best time to plan uh, the day was the evening before. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Is there somebody who... And it could be somebody that you know very well. It could be somebody that, that, that you've worked with uh, in the past or looked up to. Um, it could be somebody that you've never met. So it could be somebody close or distant, uh, maybe even not alive, uh, that has had a particular or a, a very big impact on you in your journey and success. 
Um, yeah, I would say, oh my gosh, the author is, is, uh, is uh, Napoleon Hill, yeah. who, I, who I never met, but he wrote, one of his books was called, um, shoot, <laughs> I had the title first, but, and then came up with the author, and uh, um, think, think and grow, grow rich. rich. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, that was a tremendous influence on me from the standpoint of programming your subconscious, creating a mastermind, uh, hanging around with the people who are farther ahead than you are. Uh, all of those concepts were in the book, Think and Grow Rich. And that was a tremendous inspiration to me that I read in my 20s. Yeah. So you read it in your 20s. And, and when did you start to implement those? Did you implement those things in your 20s? Or was it something that you later came back to and thought, ha, ah, I did read this. Um, yeah, no, I didn't. I wasn't able to implement it in my 20s, uh, mm. but it was an influence. Hmm. Sounds like the, that'd be a great name for a podcast. Uh, <laughs> You're uh, too kind. Yeah, thank you. Uh, probably it was in my 40s where I was actually able to get my out of my own way and start implementing these things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. that makes a lot of sense. Um, so think and grow rich I, Napoleon Hill. I will put a link in the show notes to that for, for people to listen to as well. It's one of probably one of the most recommended books. I think people have mentioned on the, well, certainly when it comes to wealth building and the mindset around wealth building. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, is there a particular uh, book aside from your own that you um, recommend or that, again has really had a big impact for you that you think you'd like to to share in um, yeah, just to quick just to yeah, interrupt was, well. sorry Renny um, yeah. it doesn't have to be a book it could be a show it could be a video it could be a training series so something in that education area that has really had an impact uh, it would be the second book which is think oh, excuse me golly um, <laughs> the richest man in Babylon by George yes. Clayson yeah. uh, that's the 10%. That's where the concept of setting aside 10%, keeping it for the rest of your life, treating yourself like you matter. I mean, it was, it was written over a hundred years ago, but based on clay tablets found in the city of Babylon, 5,000 years earlier. The point being, this is a concept that's worked for 5,000 years. And when you and I are no longer on this planet, that concept will still be working. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, is there a particular message or saying or phrase that you would like to share with the audience? It could be something that's, that's your own, or it could be something that you've picked up that you think is really relevant. Uh, it is my own. And I did mention it earlier because I think it's the most powerful way to create wealth and wealth creation. And it doesn't matter if it's business growth. It doesn't matter if it's relationship support. Wealth creation is a team sport, not a solo sport relationship help business growth these are all team sports yeah thank you final question i i, I like that I, i'm tempted to end on that but i, I can't only because <laughs> i asked i have to ask you this question to, you should have changed the order of the question i know i know i know i know <laughs> i didn't realize it was going to be such a good answer um but who, we haven't heard this answer yet so this might be even better um I ask this to everybody really that comes on the show. The title of the, the podcast is Influence. What does the word influence mean to you? I would say influence to me in a positive term 
means that you're saying something or you're doing something that provides inspiration to someone else uh, so that they can move in positive directions. You know, when I hear the term uh, like a social media influencer and it's about, you know, buying jewelry or the right kind of clothing or something, uh, that is a turnoff to me. I just think of it in the positive terms where you're impacting someone's life for the good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, as a final, final act for, for people listening, uh, could you just remind us one more time, Randy, about where the best place is for them to learn more, where they can watch your TED talk and also get access to those nine steps. Um, wealth on any income, the website forward slash TEDx wealth on any income.com forward slash TEDx. And also if they make a donation to the charity with the link at the top of the page uh, of at least $25, now this is to, if they're in foreign countries, they'll have to do it through PayPal and reach out to me. But if they can donate directly on that page, I'll send them a free copy of my book. That's really cool. Could you just 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 to clarify? Could you just say that one more time, Randy? Because I, I, I want to make yeah. sure everybody's got. If that. they That's go to wealth on it, yeah. If they go to wealthonanyincome.com, at the top of the page, they'll see a link to one of the charities I support, and if they make at least a twenty-five dollar donation, uh, I'll send them a free copy of my book by a PDF copy. How cool is that? Wow. Okay, so not only are people giving to charity, but they can also then get their hands on. Uh, a copy of your book, Wealth on Any Income. I love it. Randy, thank you so much. That is incredibly generous. Um, you've brought a lot of value. You brought a lot of fun. I've had, I've had, a, I've had a, good, a good time. I hope you have as well, but I've had yes. a lot of fun in the last 45 minutes or so. Um, I, I'm, I'm delighted that we've taken time out. I know it's it's been um, uh, a bit of stop start to get the conversation going in the sense of uh, us, us booking the time, but I'm delighted that we have. Uh, for everybody listening, do go and connect with Rennie. Go and find the TEDx talk. Um, go and get a copy of that book, Wealth on Any Income. And if you make that donation, $25 or above, then you also get a copy of the book completely for free. Um, Rennie, thank you so much for being with us. I do greatly appreciate it. Any final thoughts or words just before we finish today? Uh, just that it was uh, fun to be on the show. I appreciate the opportunity to educate people and support charities at the same time. Thank you so much. For everybody that's joined us as well, thank you so much for being with us. I do greatly appreciate your time and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. All the best, take care, bye-bye. Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.